Welcome to Origin Gates' daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Ray Hughes, and I'm going to be sharing with you today. And we're going to look at uh, a variety of things, actually, that all wrap up in this one beautiful uh, verse or two in the book of Matthew. And it, it to me, uh, it's one of the expressions of worship that we have the honor of doing as we walk with our Lord. Um, you know, there's so much about worship that is all typically contained in such a way to be applied to music. And um, that is truly one of the great expressions that God has given us to, uh, to demonstrate our praise and our worship unto Him who is worthy. Uh, but there are other ways that we can do that as well. Uh, and I think uh, the real foundation of real biblical worship is always born out of obedience. And um, obedience is incredibly important, not only that we obe be obedient to God because He's He's worthy of our obedience, but also there are some, some uh, byproducts of that obedience that we always uh, get to experience as well. It's, 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 it's worship is when love finds love. And when we are able to interact with Him on on an on a ongoing, uh, life-giving basis, if you will, uh, and I want to, and I, and one of the ways I like to do that is I like to revisit some of the more common, and I hate to use the word common, but some of those more well-known Bible verses that we've all read and heard and memorized and and tried to align our lives with, and when we align our lives with the Word, it it gives us the ability to embrace God and His love in ways that uh, that we can miss just running through life and trying to survive. And uh, if there's ever been a time that, uh, that, that life feels like something we have to survive, I think throughout the world today is certainly one of those times that uh, survival feels so important. And you know, Matthew... In chapter 11 in the book of Matthew and uh, verse 28, I believe gives us one of the real keys to surviving, if you will. Uh, though none of us would just want to be survivors, we want to thrive. We want to experience the abundant life. We want to experience all that God has for us. And sometimes we really seem to just go through these tense and intense uh times that feel like they're just dragged out into season after season. And we're in one of those seasons right now that, uh, that many of us throughout the world, we're just having a hard time looking beyond where we are and, and you know, rising above that survival mentality. I know I'm certainly fighting some battles in my own life right now that you, you know, just feel from day to day, what's this day going to bring? And, uh, but I want us to look at Matthew uh, 29. Uh, well, first, uh, Matthew 20, 11, 28, where he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Now, it sounds like that's a freebie. If you'll just come to me, I'm just going to give you rest. Oh, man, that sounds so easy. And that sounds so wonderful. I, I wish that I could feel that every day, that all I have to do is just 
get up and come to the Lord. And all of a sudden, I will be in, a, in rest mode. But, you know, even these verses here that, that we're looking at doesn't seem to uh, express that very well. And he goes on to say, take my yoke upon you. Well, that don't sound very easy. That sounds heavy. That sounds burdensome. When you put a yoke around your neck, I don't know how many of you have ever seen the, the yoke of an ox or a, or a team of oxen. Man, I'll tell you, that those yokes do not look light. They look extremely heavy. Because he says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly, and I'm humble, and I'm lowly in heart. So what, he, what I see him doing here is he, he's expressing his attributes and his characteristics. Um, and is that what the yoke consists of? Well, in a roundabout way, I think yes. You know, you've heard me talk about music before. Some of you have, and I always, you know, one of the definitions uh, that you find in the, in when you try to define music, one of those definitions is uh, tension and release, tension and release, and um, and there's a there's a resistance and resolve, and there's suspension, and there's all those all those terms that we hear that are musical terms that speak of of bringing that release and bringing that sigh, uh, that yes, that aha, that release into the moment. But again, these verses uh, that we're looking at here in Matthew 11 says, take my yoke upon you. He, you know, there's numerous things throughout Scripture that the Lord uh, tells us to take. Take on the yoke, you know, take up a cross daily. Uh, take no thought for life. Um, take no thought for raiment. He also tells us to take communion. He also tells us to take on the whole armor and take heed to yourself, he says. Uh, there's, there's many wonderful and beautiful takes that are instructions. Uh, but this one here is the one he promises that if we take this upon him, we're, that we're actually going to learn from this one. We're going to learn from him. When he says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Well, that implies to me, first of all, uh, uh, or let me repeat again, it doesn't sound like an easy job, uh, but the outcome of it is rest. So take my yoke. Uh, well, that's one of the keys. It's his yoke. It's not ours. Take my yoke upon you. And I assure you, if you've ever looked at, at, a, at one of those big old yokes and the, how burdensome it appears, if you take that upon you, it's going to be a weight. But that's what he's promising you're not going to experience. Feels like a huge contradiction, especially if you're trying to carry the weight of your own uh, tomorrow or even your own today. But it is his yoke. And I, and I just see that, uh, see that as when we put our head in that yoke, it's his. That means he's carrying the weight of it. It's our job to be walk in obedience to his word and be sensitive enough and aware enough to know that it's his yoke. And so when he turns right, you better turn right. If he is going forward and you try to stop, it's going to, you know, kind of drag your ears to the top of your head. If you try to turn left when he's turning right, yeah, you're going to wind up with a crick in your neck at least. 
and maybe even an injury. <laughs> but when he gets ready to move, the, the idea here is, is that we walk so alert, so aware, so awake to his promises and his presence. Not just the promise in Scripture, but his presence to fulfill that promise that's in Scripture. And if there has ever been a promise that we need to get a hold of at this time in our in our lives and with all that's going on in the world, uh, you know, I'm sitting here talking to you today while a hurricane is blowing up the, the Gulf Coast and people are, there's a loss of life, there's, there's a loss of rest. It's complete turmoil. It's a, it's a storm. There's fear. Uh, how, how are we going to get through this? Uh, what about our children? What about our house? What about our future? What about it? And at the same time, all the way across the world in Afghanistan, you see all the tension and the unrest and the pain and the loss. And, and, uh, and then wrapped all the way around the world is a pandemic. And, you know, we, we start itemizing these things. It doesn't feel like a restful time. Uh, look at all the sickness and uh, the death. And, the, and it just seems like the enemy is just having a heyday all, all around the world. But in the middle of that comes a promise to us all that if we will take his yoke, you know what? All of those other things, as harsh and as horrible as they are and as heartbreaking as they are, all of those other things, what if they are a part of the yoke that he carries rather than us? And, he, and, and I think there's uh, a strong indicator of who he is that in the midst of that, these storms and all the crazy that's around the world, he wants us to remember that he is gentle and he's humble in heart. And in him is where we will find rest for our souls. For again, it's his yoke and it can be easy. And that burden, the, though it be a burden, he has the ability by his promise and our embrace to turn that whole thing around. I pray that that's what God is doing in your life today. I, I, and you know, I hope that's what God is doing in my life today. You know, when you look throughout all throughout Scripture and all throughout history, you find some of the most devastating times in God's people's uh, journey and the most tense times and, and burdensome times and horrible, harsh times. And, uh, you know, you can't, you, you know, we can't overlook those harsh and horrible times is when they found out that when you have nothing left but God, you find out that God is enough. And, and look at uh, the tension and release that comes, even, in, even uh, um, you know, when you look at the days of, uh, of Jehoshaphat, look how horribly intense those times were. Everything could have been lost. But once they found God faithful to promise, they stepped out into those promises. Look, look what was going on with the children of Israel. Once God had given that promise and they walked obediently to, uh, toward that promise, that's when they found out God was enough. Look at the days of Gideon. So many times in the days of David, many, many times in David's life, he had come to the place where he just could not do it anymore. Return to your rest, O my soul, for God has been good to you.
when they begin to acknowledge that the Lord is good, He's faithful, He's gentle, they find rest. But also, in His gentleness, Scripture proves out that He can be awesome and powerful, and He, he, he can do things that only He can do. But, you know, if, if we're laying somewhere just in a state of total collapse as a result of the burdens of this world, and we never find the song that God wants to bring to our lives and demonstrate through our lives, man, we can miss a lot. And I dare say, even in more modern history, we have overlooked so much that he's done. To whom he has, he has said, this is the place of rest. Let the weary rest. The humble, and Isaiah it says, the humble will increase their joy in the Lord, and the poor among men will rejoice in the Holy One of Israel. I love what it says in Jeremiah 6 and verse 16. It says, this is what the Lord says, stand at the crossroads and look. Wow. Let's rise up, guys. Let's stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for those ancient paths. Oh, where is the good way? Then walk in it. I'll tell you the good way is. The, I'll tell you what, that, that good way is when we find out that he's carrying the yoke. And we can walk in the good way. And, and that's where you will find, according to Jeremiah 6.16, that's where you will find rest for your souls. Sadly and unfortunately for God's people so many times when they had promises like that, they would turn and many times go whoring after other gods and their worship would not be directed toward the one who is worthy. But they would begin to walk in conflict with the rest of the world and conflict in their own hearts and conflict with the enemies of their own souls. But, you know, John 13, 15, I have set you an example so that you should do as I have done for you. Therefore, whosoever, in Matthew seven twenty four, look at all of these verses that, that relate to this. It says, whosoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which has built his house upon a rock, upon a solid place. Right now, there is very little feel solid in this world. Right now, if we turn on the news, we realize that there's little or nothing in this world that can bring these promises to pass. All you that labor and are heavy laden, he's promised that he's going to give us rest. Well, hey, we're out of time, but I just want to reiterate one more time that today is a day that we can come to Him with our weariness and with our burdens, and He's going to give us rest. God bless you.